Hi, welcome to Clitterly Speaking, the podcast. I'm Michelle Doherty. And I'm Emily Lane. We are BFFs dedicated to bringing you conversations between girlfriends over a bottle of wine. Oh, I am so excited about the wine part. Oh, me too. So pull up a chair, grab your glass, and let's get talking. Hello, hello, hello. Emily Lane, how are you today? Oh, you know what? I am feeling much better. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, been I have for a, a while. I know. I have a voice again. Hallelujah. I know. I don't have to carry the, right. carry everything and do all the talking. Right. Oh, poor yeah. me. <laughs> right. I, 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 can, I can drink now. I don't have to drink uh, all the wine yes, either. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor me. Are you sure you're feeling okay? I, hey, I, I am ready for this. I am so excited to be here. You've been medicating yourself for the last seven days, up and laying in bed, getting everything uh, right. feeling better. Well, that's yeah. good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that because, you know, as much as I I don't mind talking by myself for 45, 50 minutes, I mean, I'm, I find myself quite fascinating right. and drinking all the wine myself. It is nice to have you back. A, 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 a partner back in action. Right. Yeah. That's right. right. My Thanks you. <laughs> anyway, it's lovely That's to be right. back in the studio and yes. nice to see you and, and healthy and well. And yeah. today we have a super, super special guest. I know. We we are very pinch me, please. I know. I know. We're very <laughs> excited. Oh. Well, this is an Important on a lot of levels. Many, yeah. Yes. But so, well, go ahead, introduce. Okay. So, yeah. ma- many of our friends that listen to our show here, um, we've talked about how Michelle and I met. Right. We met on this amazing movie set. Yes, where we did reestablish the bar for extras. That's right. <laughs> we like raised it, so now everybody looks at us, and there's workshops on it, like how to be an extra. That's right. Look at Emily and Michelle. Right. Yeah. yeah. On this movie called. Parallel chords. Yes. So today we have our friend Catherine Dudley Rose here, the writer, oh, director, oh. creative, the everything behind this f- amazing film. So oh, here she is, hi. joining us. Yay, Yay for all of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're yeah, so you excited. You were the best extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Now, like, whenever you do any uh, future projects, you'd be like, "Oh man, if I can't get Michelle and Emily, I don't know what I'm going to do." Right? Yeah. I thought, but, so. uh, but also, like, I weren't you downstairs when I came down and I was like. Okay, you guys. Like I was already like working with you guys. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the most important part of the whole thing. You know, you have to have that 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 background quality that's real. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. And you just popped in with your fur. with my right. Well, <laughs> you know, you said come dress for the theater, so that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and it was my birthday, so you yeah, know, I had to be you like for a little, doing that on your birthday. Well, I really do appreciate that. It's, it's, it's a, a you big know, deal. It's that's now a day that will be documented forever because yeah. it's a part of this film. So I need it's to pretty find cool. all of those other extras too, though, because the list was a little scattered. And there's lots of. <laughs> I see a picture of it. I'm like, who is that? I need yeah. to find them. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, you had some like when we were talking to the the people that were among the crowd. A lot of those extras were like, that's what they do. Oh, they, yeah. they, I did plenty of that in New York. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and in New York, you get to the point where you become a featured extra because they know that <laughs> they've seen your work on stage. The casting directors have seen you. You've worked for them too, and then like she can be next to the star and she won't screw it up or you know bother them too much. So, I had yeah, but, you know, I had no I had idea that, that, was that. that she, she, won't, she won't ask them. To be on their podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Let's say yes. I don't know. Hey, 
hey, guess what? Uh, yeah, I, I got a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's my card. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll happen now. It could happen. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Well, to uh, mark this occasion, we have a delicious wine that we're drinking that perhaps we should tell everybody about. Uh, yes, let's talk about yes. our, our wonderful wine here. Well, Michelle, once again, congratulations to I you. I'm just making this like almost three weeks in a yeah, row. I have, yeah. I have provided the wine. She has provided the wine and awesome. did a wonderful job once again. So we're going to back to France here for this wine, which mm-hmm. of course is my favorite region to go to for delicious wine. This is a Pinot Noir uh, made by uh, the Maison Louis Latour. It's a 2015. It's Domaine de Valmoisine. Um, it is... I think it's quite lovely. Um, I had no idea what to expect, but as we just opened it up here, I, you know, I found. I did that, tell her uh, how much it cost, so she knew it wasn't like what I usually drink at home. <laughs> so she was like, "It's going to be okay for the podcast." <laughs> We're in good shape here. Yeah, yeah. No, this is neat on the nose. It's got a little bit of that funk that I always kind of find exciting. Um, I, I definitely get um, some. She cherry. likes that in her wine, not in her men. <laughs> mm. Well, I like I like men who can dance a little funky, but she don't like right? the funk. On your men. <laughs> That's definitely true. Only in her wine. <laughs> we had to yes. make, we had to clarify things on mm-hmm. clearly absolutely, speaking the podcast. Absolutely. But I think this is quite delicious. I get cherry, I get licorice, I get cassis. It's beautiful ruby color. What do you what do you ladies think? Pause mm, as we all sip. I think and, I have to have it all. I know. <laughs> we will share. We oh, will yeah. definitely share. That, we definitely that's get. kind of amazing. Is Especially because I had mm-hmm. told you that like uh, I haven't really been drinking, so but I, I like a dry red and oh my gosh, that's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. It's got some nice tannins to yeah. it. Yeah. I like what it does to my mouth afterwards. It just mm-hmm. it makes it, it kisses it. in just the right way. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. And um, I I know that everybody like is waiting for my impression of the mm-hmm. wine. Um, mm-hmm. mm. My glass is empty. Definitely got that terroir. <laughs> you know, I really, mm, I love that. I kind of just see fabric. You see fabric. Mm. I see okay. fabric. Mm. What kind know? of fabric like, do you see? Like a, um, and I'm not very good at naming the fabrics, but something that's um, not a satin, but like, like soft yet. Okay, if your panties could be made out of this, it might be bad. It might be good, but you know, like when you have those wonderful throws that are kind of like. Um, uh, oh. Like I okay, I saw one at, at a powder barn this weekend, but it's so soft and it's yeah. thick and it's heavy and it wraps itself up. But I have no idea what. Oh, I, it's, I you, know exactly what you're talking about, talking about because I've been covering chenille. myself up with one for like three weeks. Chenille, but uh, yeah. but like furrier, and you don't want your panties to be furry. I mean, <laughs> I mean, unless you're gonna wear something that. Is gonna like totally not be. That makes me think of the vest that you put there, though. Yeah, before. yeah, the shawl a little bit. that the white bottom so, was wearing. So I always talk about you know what kind of panties. So something that's that you want to luxurious, and luxurious soft. and soft, and you want to slide into and just stay there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that Let's those see. panties sound like panties that probably wouldn't stay on very long. <laughs> well, if you're if you're. Yeah. Drinking your wine appropriately, <laughs> and uh, if, you, if you've picked your, your people to drink it with, hopefully not. But right. at the end of the day, you're still makes you feel nice and beautiful and sexy and 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 soft. So That's, if you have to be by yourself, 
with this bottle of wine, mm. you're going to be okay. I did not think about panties. Yeah. What did <laughs> you think really about? Uh, almost, almost the opposite. It sounds like you, you went inward and yeah. got soft with it. Mm-hmm. And after I had it, I felt like I was... Uh, on a horse Ooh. and 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 charging ahead and very free Ooh, and very opening. I love that. So I was kind of like, oh, that's why I was like, I have to have it all. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. You know, I get that. <laughs> just give this felt. girl a bar table <laughs> I, so I, she can stand on it and start <laughs> dancing. <laughs> a freedom, but not like reckless. Just like you know, just like perfect like and in it. sync. You know. Yeah, I. D- you know, so. I, I. I appreciate that kind of being outside and free yeah. um, emotion that you get with tasting this because, yeah. I, you know, thinking about, like, the earth floor and some of those mm-hmm. flavors that are there, like, that's—I get visions of mm-hmm. being outside and being free. Yeah, and it and wasn't like a Western. It was more like, you know, rolly and yeah, kind of like English. Lovely. Yeah. Or French. Yeah. Yeah. French yeah. countryside. Fr- likely French. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then you, like, hopped <laughs> off your horse and painted a lovely picture. Didn't get to that part. Because yeah. oh. <laughs> you've only had a couple of sips. Wait till, right. wait till she's had a few more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, good. I'm, I think this is more like, for me, it would be like sex in the woods, you know? Yeah. Because, you, again, because. As that. long as I have that really nice, comfortable blanket with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> there fine. you go. Yeah. Oh. Um, but I, we just opened this up. We didn't give yeah. it much time to You're breathe right. at we all. Didn't. And, uh, and here we go. We're already like, we just started the show and we're already like halfway through. done with our first class. That's mm-hmm. how delicious mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I like to find things that I could just open up and start drinking. That's true. Right away. Yeah. So right. I'm, I'm happy to know that, that this bottle uh, it serves that purpose. And FYI, when I bought the bottle, I went ahead and bought another one. Oh, good. <laughs> so I do have another bottle at home. Is it here? That's my question. It is not oh, here. Wow. I'm so sorry. I, I'm sorry. So, um, yeah, we'll just try to sip slowly because I think we have a lot to talk about. We do. There's Mm, so many things that we can explore. We want to talk about your film. We want to talk about just the impact that you've had on our lives. We want to just, there's so much for us to explore (laughs) here. So... So yeah, so give us like the the skinny, the quick update, where the things stand. You've been doing festivals for parallel <sighs> chords, you won stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's this is a kind of an interesting time because usually when you go and you're talking about it, it's like, Oh, what are you what what festival are you going to next? What are you doing next with it? And I already knew um, from I mean we showed it before July, but from July on, it's just been it's been like that horse ride, only yeah. without the wine, <laughs> and maybe the the ground is a little more you know prickly, and it's yeah, a little just that so, special blanket, um, yeah. <laughs> and and lots of expectations, crowd. Right. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's been really busy nonstop since July. Um, we have uh, gone to a number of places, um, L.A., Portland, Char- Charlotte. Columbus, um, Kansas City, uh, Woods Hole, which that that one is super special. That's uh, Cape Cod, and a lot of people know what Woods Hole is, Mm -hmm. but it's actually a really established, really um, serious festival that uh, when we were doing the St. Louis International Festival, Mm -hmm. I saw that there was a poster up, like... there was a poster up from one of the films at our festival that's now got its distribution. Okay. Um, and if you see the picture of us at Woods Hole, like their poster was like just 
no offense if they're listening, <laughs> like their poster was just like a little square like that, and ours was you know the full thing, yes. and we're standing in front of it, and um, so that's I think distribution is probably the biggest thing on on most feature filmmakers' minds in terms of you know how are we going to do what we need to do, and there's so many different strategies, and yeah. it's it's like holding uh, cards in a in a card game where you ha- you see what you have, but you're not sure what you're going to pick up, and you're not sure what you need to keep, you're not sure what you need to get rid of. So I've had a lot of advising to not necessarily show it at a ton of places just because distributors want it to feel fresh oh. and yet at the same time I you need knew, the exposure right? uh, yeah there's there's uh, there's uh, so many different ways about it um, and I knew early on that we were going to be doing the St. Louis International Film Festival mm-hmm. and so having the showcase that we did in the summer that was something where like because that exists, I kind of had to do things a little bit differently because I, I felt like it's important to do that. A lot of people would maybe say, you can't do the showcase, you need to skip the showcase, you need to wait until you have a very big festival to start with. And that is the traditional route, is that you wait for the biggest festival that you can get, and then you do the smaller ones after. Yeah. But un- unfortunately for me, like... Uh, the timing of when we finished, which was March of this year, um, I I just feel like it. You know, a h- whole part of me filming here was that I want to keep filming here, right. and so I felt like it would be really kind of rude for mm-hmm. this the sure. same city that has supported me, and I've had other you know films in the showcase and in the major festival that like. I I couldn't imagine saying no. Like a lot of sure. people were like, "Oh, you should just skip that part." And then and I was like, "I I don't think that that's the right thing to do." So, um, well, good it, for it didn't you. impact you negatively, did it? It maybe it, it definitely may have in some ways, but it depends on what you judge is. like like the end result. And okay. the thing is, like for me, I, I think the the most important thing for the film is. Um, touching the people who need and want this film and and the audience reactions that I get. Mm-hmm. So uh, I knew when we did our premiere that we were going to be not doing the typical route of like, you know, wait the longest you can for something yeah. big and do a big boom, that it was going to have to be more, more of a, of a crescendo, a yeah. very long crescendo. And I told everybody that because they were like, are you sure you want to do this for a premiere? And I was like, we're just going to have to build that way. Um and so, you know, I've gotten to experience with a lot of different audiences. And when people that I don't know come up to me afterwards and are shaky, that's kind of the whole mm-hmm. point. And I'm not saying that's going to happen for everybody, but for a lot of people, that's what's happening to them. And I got to find a way to reach as many of those people as possible um, because uh, this is going to sound a little um, derogatory towards men. And I don't mean it to be that way, but there is a name certain of our podcast. There's a little segment there that's yeah. like like the 40-year-old-ish man right in there I think is missing something that is in the film, whereas I've gotten feedback from men over 55 that are truly moved, and the same thing from young men. Interesting. Um, interesting. And, Why do you think that is? Uh, well... <laughs> how about instead of saying why that is, I'll just say, what, okay, I'm not sure why that is, but I know that the women are getting things that maybe a man in that particular age range 
unless they unless unless they had a child earlier you know like the the men that like it that are older tend to have had a relationship they've had a child they've had a daughter you know or you know they've been around the block and they've you know they've just acquired a certain amount of sensitivity right um so and the young be- men are also kind of like that because they're like you know the ones that I've gotten to talk yeah. to you know they're they're just stimulated and excited by the you know artsy kind of abstract all all these different things going on whereas the guy in the middle I don't mm-hmm. know that he necessarily gets some of the subtext that like women that come up to me about just tiny little things that are happening between the father and daughter are are telling you are giving you it's it's yeah. not a mystery mm-hmm. but it's there's there's elements of that kind of tension and thrillery thing all throughout it because certain people have said to me I don't know if something's going to happen with them or if it's already happened or you know yeah so there's, there's an uncomfortable whole, nature yes there's an uncomfortable <clears throat> thing there which is supposed to be there I've, yeah. I, I I wrote it um, a number of different ways like there were different drafts where you know. Um, it so, was all sunshine and rainbows. Never. No, no. <laughs> never. I even had one where the father shot himself at the piano wow. at the very end. Okay. So, you know, I mean, there's there's been there's been a lot of extremes. I think the skeleton of it has always been the same, but how, how you mold the skin and how you, you know, yeah. d- decide what the, what the final thing is based on what you have also. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of watch what's going on with the people you're working with and see, like— how how they're interacting what those and, dynamics and, are like, yeah. yeah i would i would never really want to force someone to go someplace if something else was coming up naturally and and the other thing wasn't because then you're just you're just forcing a square and a and yeah. a in a circle I know, and so um wow i just took you on a little yeah. i'm not sure whether i left you in some some paths here so you said you're building on a, on a like a slow crescendo ah. going doing the different festivals yeah, kind of so, doing it your own way versus oh this is how you know this is the formula right but i so you the know. formula for sales that that's where i you know maybe i didn't make the best choices uh-huh. um it's not too late to still uh, do well with it, and so there are some plans in play with that right now. Um, but I just over the <laughs> it's been nonstop until November, and I knew that like when I was in Portland, they're like, "What's your next festival?" And I was like, "My next festival is St. Louis International Film Festival," and they don't always know I'm from. I'm uh, living here, yeah. and and they're like, "Oh, really? I want to get there." Oh, and I was like, "That's my home. I'm like, I get to come <laughs> home, and that's that's where I'm going to finally have a little bit of a respite because." Yeah. Um, things have been going, you know, nuts with my family and then more recently with my husband, you know, we have elders in our life and, and things change and, you know, so, um, just a lot, a lot to carry. And I knew like just last week or the week before, it's like, we're just now starting to like be able to, to maybe breathe and, um, and so, so yeah. Well, this mm-hmm. has been sort of. I know Emily and I met on on set two years ago, but you were working it before. You know, we were we were there for the sh- for you know a, yeah. se- a, a segment of of mm-hmm. the shoot, mm-hmm. and then you had post production. I mean, so you haven't. You haven't taken a break. I haven't taken a break. You haven't taken. It's like, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like you are you're still you're pregnant this whole time, you know, yeah. and you're just trying to birth this baby. Yeah. And nobody nobody asks a, a a woman to carry a baby longer than like 
42 weeks. <laughs> and you've carried this thing for two and a half years, three, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Well, yeah. Even before that, because you did the short yeah. prior to... Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been carrying it a long time, and I, I, I often say it's um, where where it's at right now is it's that kid that I'm um, I'm trying to get them into college, and I want them well, to be happy with the college. The first grade. And, and, and see, no, no. And just and as long as I know that like it's set up and 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 it can like get out there and do what it needs to do. Uh, you know, I mean, it's definitely already had a different kind of life of its own, but it's at that point where a lot of filmmakers. N- like me too are are exhausted and they're they they they're like okay I'm done and what's the next thing and I'm I just feel like I have this really big responsibility to after we've done everything that we've done I've got to find a way to make sure that I do everything I can to put it where it can be seen by yeah. as many people as possible that want to, to see, see it. it um so well, it's it's exquisite on so many levels I mean the the story is um complex there's a lot of layers I found that when I watched it um it was one of those movies that I sat and processed for several hours and and knew that um, when it was going to come back to the, the International Festival here in St. Louis that I was eager to see it again because I wanted to revisit some of the themes that are in the story. Um, so there's you just... You better, better prepared to see it the second I, time? You know, I just, I felt like I could... Yeah, I could I could soak up some of it it's a little bit dense. more. Yeah, it's very dense. So there's there's a lot to get out of it, um, but I also found like so many so many of my favorite films, um, they're the the visual storytelling is also really compelling. You know, I I've, I've I think it's beautiful. Like movies to me that you know some of my favorite films, The Piano. You know, um, Amelie. Like these movies are all have layers of storytelling, and then they're just visually stunning, which I think you accomplished very, very well. Thank with you this so much. Film. Those are definitely films that I would be aiming for. Those are in my wheelhouse as far as just like what I love and what I want to make, mm-hmm. and and so so yeah. I mean, and that's another challenge too, because it's kind of like we have that that kind of looking film but we don't have that budget and so like the yeah. films that are typically in our budget are more like cheaper horror films you know so the, yeah like they did on their they did on their iPhone yeah well yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't just, I wouldn't go that far right well, yeah. well maybe but um no I just I have a producer friend that was like yeah this is like an Ivy League but you've got like very little money and so you know so it's just I appreciate though that you what are some other films that um might be similar in that they've had the same kind of struggles that you've had being the the budget but with the same kind of artistic vision oh well that's a good question I mean um I don't know if so like the with the St. Louis International Film Festival you know I was one of five uh we were one of five films from around the world for first time feature directors that's amazing so yeah they don't usually put a a local person in so that was really that's a huge accomplishment Um, and we did a uh a little panel thing at um kdhx and so that's a good opportunity to hear uh, i mean the films that those five films were so very 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 different it's not like I, i was similar to somebody else's but um they all had their, you know, strengths and strengths and weaknesses, including mine. So we're 
and everybody was approaching how they're doing this, like how they're going to get over the hurdle of distribution very differently. Um, so like Farmer of the Year, they were at Woods Hole with me as well. And so we had already connected there. And their film is very, they're taking it on their own to different places. Mm-hmm. They call up theaters themselves and they just do it that way. And wow. and they're and they're like, the cutest couple that's retired that like that this is what they're doing now so the new they, and they won by the way oh, wow. <laughs> and, they, and wow. I, I was I had already texted like a couple people after I was like oh they're gonna win because it just audience just loved it. it was a comedy and it's it's just fun I think it's great um and uh you know the gentleman next to me was kind of like oh don't kind of getting some feedback that I had gotten too like don't don't get it out there too much because then you don't have the opportunity of a, a bigger company coming and taking it. So there's there's a lot of things yeah, going on that like that. Be, well, that feels a little um, disappointing and unsatisfying yeah. because it's like why I've made this piece of art. I like you say you wanted to get it into the to people who will be impacted by mm-hmm. it to see it. And yes, you want to make money too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all want to make money on what, what we're doing. I mean, um, but but is. <laughs> do I really want to play a game with my film, you know? Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. when they, when you say, oh, they say, don't put it here until there. But it's like, I just feel like I'm... Yeah, it's And an then that's me. That's a little bit of my personality. I was like, why do I have to keep playing this well, game? So why ca- can't I change the game? Right. right. Well, so I'm kind of doing a, just a little bit of both, you okay. know? So, like, because I had the short out there and I had, so had a lot of festivals, there are yeah. some people that have asked, you know, hey, hey, when are we going to... And I'll be like, just hold on. Mm-hmm. Maybe next spring I have to see... Because because if the other thing that comes into play is if you show it in one place, then you can't show it in another. Wow. They have the, all these territories. Oh, there's all, there's and all, these, like, it's, politics. It's very, <laughs> how do you, yeah, absolutely. How do so, you learn how to navigate this? Well, I mean, I've been going to festivals since the 90s, and I have a lot of people that are in the arts and entertainment industry. So I, I so you know, connections that but, way. But, but nothing could prepare you for how liquid everything is right now in terms of how much it's changing just in the past, just even in the past two years. Hmm. Um, so, but, but uh, I think finding other filmmakers and, and doing it kind of the way that I did, that helps you to like, you know, you go, yeah. oh, my friend so-and-so is now over here and they're doing that and I can see how they got there by, you know, yeah. and we just all kind of give each other um, our helpful feedback. But that can be, that can be a problem too because then you have, people who do know how to sell a film mm-hmm. like I'm working with someone right now and and you know they know that part and then you have filmmakers that might be telling you something different because oh, they wow. haven't had that job right. they've had the job of being the filmmaker trying to get it yeah. you know oh my so, gosh so, I bet you're happy you have a little bit of a break just to process everything yeah and it's I don't really have a full break but I but I have a break from from the festival circuit for a little bit yeah. and so um yeah yeah well, well, my glass is empty, ladies. I, yeah, speaking of I need breaks. to have a little bit more yeah. wine. All right, so let's go ahead and take that break. We'll refresh our glasses and um, come back with our conversation with Catherine. And we're back with nice full glasses. Uh, mm-hmm. We had kind of a little bit of a fun conversation there during our break. So if you're one of those people that like to get all the little extras and tidbits, feel free to go check them out on our YouTube channel. 
Um, hello, we'll wave. Hello, we're always YouTube. Always like when you make comments yes. down below. <laughs> the red dot. So yeah. Oh no, it, it does. That red dot doesn't show up on the. I know. I know. That's <laughs> nice. Well, really? Yeah. We yeah. have a special cool. iPad. It doesn't show up like that. Well, one of the things that we were starting to talk about was, uh, you know, I think one of the great things about having this movie um, made here in St. Louis is that, aside from the fact that we're on screen, uh, th- so many, uh, we know many, right. many of the people that had a moment, um, you know, from our, our friend um, that played the teacher from New Line Theater, Mike. Mike Daddy Windsor. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. in it. Uh, my fiance. Uh, Ken my, Colosa is in the my film. My friend's uh, Sarah's son, Max Rodhouse, is mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. Um, so, and of course, I know the piano hands, and I know yes. the actual violinist. And so, there's and lots my of hair gel. Yeah, right. Your hair gel, <laughs> my hair gel helps uh, helps with Bjorn's hair and that <laughs> That's one scene. Right. I mean, I think. I mean, it was critical. Okay. I mean, nice. I like. I came in at in the right the, time. The yeah. I didn't so you, you guys, I didn't know you guys knew Mike. My dad. Yeah. That's no, really no, cool. No, this is a cool thing because he was he was a murderer for me because you know I'm an actor too. So he the la- he had like had his arms around me with like a knife and this and that. I was like, you'd be great for this professor in parallel. <laughs> he did a great job. <laughs> so he because really of did. your movie, mm-hmm. your story that you wrote that you worked at and you wanted to get made. The ripple effect, the domino effect of what is what cool things have happened since then. Just an Emily and I, like, like yeah. think about it. this podcast would not exist had you not written your story. Um, because of being on the on the movie and meeting Mike Dowdy Windsor, he invited me to be on the New Line Theater board. Oh my gosh, okay, so now that. I'm like involved there, making you know raising money for them, doing things for New Line, right? Um, Which was part of what. Um, you know, we met, of course, on set, but then Michelle and I kept running into each other at New Line because I I play there and well, right, you and know, I was and, invited by Mike to yeah, come see to um, Zorba, and then I was thinking on the way here, where I was like, oh, let's talk about you know the the ripple effect mm-hmm. and like situations dom- in your life, the domino, yes. and I said because I don't I don't know if you and I would have met, right? Although she did reveal on an earlier podcast that we were at the same apocalyptic apocalyptic. Oh, yeah. true. in 2011 <laughs> and then we did your movie in 2016 yeah five years had gone yes. by and we we didn't know each other then and i so it all is because of you and yeah. i think it's so cool when you can like look at something tangible and like see unintended the positive yeah. effects yeah does that make sense it's one you? of my favorite parts of the whole thing i just feel so great when <laughs> say the ripple effect it just it warms me inside i'm surprised i'm not crying right now just because like that's uh, yeah there's so many i mean rachel's coming back to do mm-hmm. a movie with another more st louis right. people right. um you know i i applied for another grant this year and I, we'll, we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed i think i hear about it uh sometime this month maybe later this week even and and one of the things that i said in that you know you have to kind of like uh, prove that you're going to be helpful in St. Louis and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm like, it really is a big deal that we had yeah. all these people working together. And even though I brought people in from outside, that didn't mean that I excluded who is here. It's like you right. had musicians who have never been with actors before 
you know, mm-hmm. connecting with people who are in Mad Men or Sopranos or, you know, whatever. And and then you have, you know, just the combination uh, of people. So, like, um, the guy who play I know, you know, people don't know the film necessarily. Parallel Courts, go find it somehow. Yes. Bother <laughs> me and get it. Um, the uh, gentleman who plays the um, college friend, who's the sort of yes. jazz pianist, Marty. Um, He's a delightful y- guy. Yeah. Uh, and I just said the wrong name because... Corey has played two roles now. Corey played <laughs> Marty in the short, and he played Matthew in the feature. Okay. And and so Corey's from Charleston. Corey okay. Corey's like a person who's been around for a long time with me, and and I know him through Danielle, who we were talking about, who's <laughs> a musician in, in in South Carolina. And Corey now from doing the film, like now he's living in L.A. And when he first went there, he stayed with Bjorn first, who's okay. my lead actor. Right. You know, and, and I and just like adored meeting coming, him. Yeah. And then, of course, Rachel and Bjorn have yep. actually, they played father-daughter in the film, but they've actually formed this this relationship that's very, um, you know, Mentor. She, very much so. Mentor. Yeah. 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 So, so amazing. Um, and then just think the people listening to our podcast that get impacted by the positive things, like you don't even know their names or their faces. <laughs> Get to get to have that because of you. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of power too. And and I I guess I just want to encourage everyone out there who listens and has a creative bone in your body. You know, do it. Write your story. Write yeah. your book. Write write your screenplay. Write your music because the impact that you have. You might feel Profound. all alone while you're yeah. working yeah. on it. The draft, revision, revision, edit, no, change this, change that. But the the positive effect that you can that your art can have on people mm-hmm. that you you will never even know. But know that it's that that it has had that impact. Yeah. It's just it's there, powerful. That's, yeah, that's, it's very much a wonderful life moment, right? <laughs> absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Whenever a bell rings, <laughs> another <laughs> podcast has been formed. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that's so t- it is, It's a really cool film. It, it it is you know what I what I hope happens with it. You know, and and it's that's why when we were talking before about like different sectors that maybe don't get it like I do get a little bit frustrated with that middle sector mm-hmm. who I think maybe thinks because it's a personal story that I'm just doing it to like work like, through your demons exactly <laughs> and and I'm like are did you really not get that there was other stuff going on lot. with the father not, did you right. really miss that so like that that sector kind of you know it's like oh my goodness um I I have a question, you know, speaking of some of the challenging things to process about the film, (laughs) you know, uh, you you started this, this film was well underway far before the Me Too era began. Mm -hmm. And there's clearly beyond the father-daughter dynamic, another Me Too story in this, in this film. Um, I'm just curious for you as, you know, as the creator, um, how... You know, at what point did you know that this was part of the story that should be told? Um, how, how, how was that frightening for you to be so vulnerable to put that out there? Like, what finally led you to say this needs to be a part of the story? <laughs> um, I love the way you phrase that, but it's a challenging question <laughs> to answer accurately because, um, uh, when I first when I first wrote the first draft, 
it, I've just gotten through saying it's not about me working through my dreams. <laughs> and yet, you know, when I wrote it, I honestly didn't think anything was going to happen with it. I had, I had been fortunate enough. I was in New York at the time. I was working with a theater company that I'd been with. Um, I don't, I'm not sure how long I'd been with them at that point. But um, they're very established people that are you – know, I was like the baby, you know, mm-hmm. by 15 years um, – Alison Janney is probably the most famous one. Oh, wow. You know, okay. yeah. And she group. invited me to be a part of that company. And so it was only 12 of us, and, and um, Joanne Woodward sponsored that, that company to start. And it was a like most of the people had gone to the neighborhood playhouse for acting, um, but a lot of them are writers or directors. And it wasn't just like an actor's troupe or a writing troupe or what. So there was a lot of different, you know, it was diverse. Yeah, it was diverse. And so I was very surprised that the folks who much more established than me and older than me allowed me to direct. I didn't go after it. They were just like, Catherine, you'd be good for this. You know, here, you do this. this. Yeah. And I'd been teaching since I was 14. And, and I, I had this kind of thing where, like, I'd stage manage and people would just kind of hand responsibility over to me because they know that I wouldn't, you know, I would take care of it. Yeah. And I'd probably work too hard <laughs> and, then, you know, yeah. make sure everything's just right. And, and um, I know. No, I'm, I'm kind of going away from answering oh, you'll questions. Get, you'll but get it back. I, mean, I, I, we get, you know, I will. You're um, just used to talking in two and a half hour segments. Ooh. <laughs> Can we make it two hours much, then? Much like our good friend Michelle here. <laughs> I know. I really want to. Have you heard about me? Uh, <laughs> well, that's, that's the, you know, everyone's used to me talking we for two and a half hours. We need to do the no, soft shoe. I am just, um, you know, I'm just a smart ass. That's all. But, that's all. Um, yeah, so, so, so I had a couple couple of things that I'd written that we had already produced on stage and we would have like, you know, 500 submissions and blah, blah, blah. And we, we did an AIDS piece with, you know, different writers and just be like, oh my gosh. You I, like I got those my difficult thi- topics. Yeah. I had, I had some of my things yeah. done and I, I, I still, you know, I grew up in a house where you practice eight hours a day and you don't get to call yourself a musician. So I didn't really think like, oh, I get to be a writer now. But so when I wrote this thing, when I finally, I had, I had like put little visuals in a folder for quite a mm-hmm. while and I had been thinking about it. I kind of work up here for a long time right. and then eventually it goes, you know. So even though it took a long time to get to the point where I'm directing it and you actually get to see it on the big screen, when I actually first got it out on the page and I used a notebook, by the way, just handwriting, it came really fast. It came like maybe mm. in just a couple of days. Wow. Um, and, you know, then it went back and it was like sculpted and re-sculpted. But, sure. But it leads me as much as I lead it. Yes. So when something like that happens, um, there was a lot of, um, you know, the emotional, uh, I, I love my, my dad, but that's a different, my personal life and sculpting a story that I think will be effective for people and get at, get at ideas that I want them to experience doesn't mean that I'm doing a documentary, right? Of course. So, so um, the feelings of, you know, emotional uh, incest and and um, the sort of not being able to speak up for yourself and, and how to do it and how to, but how to do it right because you have to obey because you have to, you know, there's so many mm. things going on. So when I got it out, like, yeah, the, the, the scene that you're speaking of at the tree, that's always been there. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it's to me it's it's for the for the little sector of people that don't get it for me um it's just the same as what she's dealing with i mean right. she's yeah. dealing with um 
Her like, voice not being heard. Right. And in, yeah. in, in, in the short, we, we, we could be more experimental and show it more overtly. And that, um, did you see the short by I did chance? see the short. Okay. So, short. so being able to bring the performance to the tree where it's actually happening and take it away and keep messing yeah. with that. And you can't do that for a 98 minute film. But, you know, that element of it was like, yeah, people are making me perform or I'm, you know, so when she goes to the woods, she she thinks she's going to be free, and she gets to call the her own shots, and she's gonna right. she's gonna let loose, she's gonna break, you know she's these right. these ties that she's feeling, and instead, you know, she goes, okay, I'm free, we, and then and then and then <laughs> once again she loses control, loses that like, power, oh, you yeah. know, and um, you know, yeah, well, so. Like- with every writer who puts fiction out there, I mean, you draw from, you have to draw from your own well, yeah. but that doesn't mean that that experience happened to you directly. And that's one of the things that we try to remember. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not, this is not your, your memoir. This is not the documentary biography, you know, like on A&E, Catherine Dudley Rose, <laughs> violinist, filmmaker, you know, yeah. and, and this happened to her at a tree. No, but you... But you recognize those emotions because something has happened to you in your life that you can identify with that. And then you are able to articulate that in, in words in and visuals and storytelling. Yeah. And then that impacts other people to realize, oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand that. So, um, so for, you know, everybody out there, you know, I understand that writers and authors and filmmakers they draw you have to draw from your own experience um Mm -hmm. you know even star wars is drawn from somebody's experience you know i mean i am convinced that george lucas must have had yorkies because ewoks (laughs) look just like my dog so there you go yeah that's awesome um but i think what's kind of cool is that you you included the scene and the 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 in the impact on her life and um and and how in, integral it was to the story because it does these things happen to you and it stays with you um before the me too movement mm-hmm. and that you know it's kind of scary you know you're putting it out there and you don't know how people are going to react now we have, like Emily and I have said on this on the podcast before, we do have a, more, a better vocabulary to use. And I hope people don't expect that every movie is going to have a rape scene or something happened to them because now we're all you know sharing mm-hmm. our Me Too, Me Too stories. But we can talk about it easier after. Without, without the embarrassment. Without the shame. Or like, you know oh there's God, a community you know? of women yeah. out mm-hmm. there that Yeah. And then... Uh, more power that yeah. way. So you know, to be a uh, to to be a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before um, before the movement or the era has started. I mean, that's a, like kudos to you. Thank you. You know, another. I, I feel like I could have talked about it back then too, and I feel like I I I, I, I don't know. We were. Yeah. In a, it sounds like you were in a supportive community up in New York with your actors community. I yes, mean, obviously, that's true. you were that's definitely. You know, if they're handing you roles here, do this, do that. I mean, that's like that's that's lifting up. Mm-hmm. And I would be curious, like, what was the what was the gender balance in that? Uh, more, yeah, that's, that's more women than men. No, definitely not. Okay. No, but, but I, I mean, we probably a, a good, I don't know, maybe 40, 60. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe that's 35. 40, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I, I have been fortunate enough that I've 
always been around. I thought that was like, th- that would be a good sign if you'd be like, <laughs> okay, we need to move on no, to no, new no, top no, no. It was totally unintentional. <laughs> it was me swirling my glass. <laughs> Next. Ambitious swirling going on here. But you've been, you've um, said you've been with supportive so, environments. So um, I think that uh, having taught from an early age has always had, I, I, I've just been fortunate to be around men that didn't seem to have a problem handing me responsibility. So, um, I mean, early on, I would look around and, and people go, you know, you're supposed to find your, like, your role model that you parallel. You're supposed to find this person mm-hmm. that's going to... And and um, also, I went to New York when I was very young, so a lot of people were always older than me yeah. that I was hanging out with. Yeah. And, and so they try to, you know, impart some wisdom, wisdom to me. And, and then I'd be like, but there isn't... There wasn't anyone necessarily... Yeah. Or maybe like there was, and I just, I just didn't necessarily see them. And, and uh, I was like, oh, well, you know, I was kind of like, oh, well, the women, I could see that there were certain things going on for men. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm like that. I'm not, but I didn't go like, oh, well, that's a man and I'm a woman, so I can't I'm just be like, well, it might be harder, but whatever. You know, I just kind of like work. There's no time yeah. to be whining about it. It's just yeah. got to work. <laughs> yeah. It's just, so, um, there, there are women out there who have not had that luxury of being with supportive environments Mm. so it's pretty powerful for them to be able to see you know stories that they can relate to so it's almost like like um you can give voice to those that haven't had an an ability to tell their story and um but now they they can they can touch it a little bit more maybe that releases that's definitely the intention the intention Mm, is definitely to be able to go hey tell your story i mean that's everything ride through the woods now and be free (laughs) be free well i definitely like regret that i haven't seen it yet but you kept you kept scheduling it when i was on vacation and again because i don't get that email list because i'm on a separate email list of you know um but uh i'd be willing to drive to you know chicago nashville four or five hours to go see the show. We've already established that Michelle likes to go on vacation a lot. (laughs) So perhaps we just need to figure out which is the next venue it's going to show Gayson. And as long as Michelle doesn't already have another. That was really, I mean, they were all good. If if traveling and no no distance is a problem, that that was really quite extraordinary. That one featured female. Best feature writer. And I cried my butt off at the at the Did you have to give at the Academy exam? Awards. I mean, at the at the awards. <laughs> Did ceremony. you give an acceptance speech? Yes, it was bizarre oh, because tell the, us about oh it. Oh my gosh, I sh- I'll send you guys a picture later too because I um, well, so I were you prepared? Like you know, when they call, like so you much. have something, you know, you've been nominated. This, so you have something well, this prepared. Was the thing is, they had called me a couple months in advance to say. Are you definitely going to be there because you're strongly being considered for? And they didn't tell me what for, you know, for an award. And I, um, you know, people could say that sometimes just because they want to make sure that they have a lot of people at the award right. ceremony, or whatever. Right. And so I didn't know how much weight to give that. And um, it's one of the festivals that not every festival does this, but they put a little bit of money into their um, awards thing. And, and so, there, you know, like the woman who accepted an award before me produced Dallas Buyers Club. So, yeah, so like they ha- you go, you know, they have like the stage, they have the MC, the place is full and and the head of it always dresses up really fancy. I say always because I was there with my short before and I, I knew they had like at that time they had said, 
said you have to wear a dress or something like that. They didn't say that this year, but I, <laughs> and I did wear a dress back then, but not not this time. And um, anyway, so I just was watching other people like go up, and um, I had seen that some people had cards, and um, you know, my husband's was was not there. He's far away, and I, I was texting him like. I don't think it, I don't think I'm going to get something because these people seem really prepared. They seem like they know. And then I watched some other like PAs like scurry through the audience and tap some you know couple, and and then moments later they went up and oh, I was like, wow. okay, so you haven't been so, tapped, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. And yeah. best feature had You're already. Like, Thank been, God I'm not in a dress, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, You're yeah. like looking on the bright side. Yeah. Right? I'm in my flats. I'm not in a dress this yeah. time. It's fine. It's all I, fine. I, well. Yeah, I'm I'm strange that way, but um, but uh, but yeah, I, I hadn't been tapped, and I I best feature had already been given, and so I was just like kind of bending over and moving something, and I heard blah 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 violinist, and I I was like I was like oh, I my film, and and I was like should I give my phone to these people behind me to take some pictures of me? What should I do? You know, and um, not that I haven't gotten an award before, but like I was kind of far away from it and they were already saying on the monitor that somebody else was there to accept for me. And I was like, what's <laughs> happening? And, uh, you know, when I, so I got up there and I was, I was like, no, it's me. I'm not that person that you just mentioned. I am here. And um, because it was writing, I don't know. I just, I just started crying a bunch and I, and I was like, I started talking about writing in my room and that that it was the thing that let me know it wasn't my fault. And I was able to kind of, I mean, I didn't get into all these details, but I was able to like observe people's behavior and then try to figure it out through writing. And and so it it made me okay with who I was. Otherwise, I would have been really, really damaged. And I'm pretty sure I was pretty damaged for a long time. And I'm not so damaged now, <laughs> but um, writing but helped you process. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It made me forgive, also, and just sort of, kind of try and be like, how, how, why this can't? I can't be yeah. this bad, you know. There has to be some reason <laughs> so, why. And anyway, so, so yeah. Well, well, let me. So ask I you cried this. a lot. <laughs> you, you wrote it, yeah. But when did you say this has to be a movie? You know, like it's a it's a great question, and it's one of the reasons why the timeline gets thrown all out of whack for people who've known me for a long time. Because I did a solo performance piece um, in New York uh, on Theater Row, where I played myself, my father, my mother, wow. and, and the violin. Um, uh, and I don't know if you know who Jean Claude Vanitali oh. is, but he's a famous yeah. playwright, and so he had selected. You submitted for this. It was through Playwrights Horizons, and he had selected five people. who who um, should do solo performance pieces. And so we all did 20-minute pieces. Um, uh, I was thinking it might have been Salman Rushdie's daughter that also did one. I'm I'm not sure. Anyway, so there were five of us, and um, people after that were like, oh, you should extend this to be like an hour and tour around. And I was like, absolutely not. Like the emotional thing with it was like, you know, no, no, that was good. I did that. I'm done with that. And... It wasn't until a long, long, long time later that, I mean, I already love films and I would always be, um, there's a place in New York where it's all categorized by director and just foreign and indie. I just was like feverishly digesting all this, you know, I just loved it. And, um, uh, you know, I love art too. And I think this is a big part of the the visual thing you were talking about. So, um, anyway, I, I feel like the ding should come because I'm... <laughs> well, no, 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 no
what, like, did you just wake up in July oh, okay. of 2012 okay. Okay. and say, okay. this has got to be a film, okay, that's and I'm going to make my life hell for the next five years making this happen? I mean, okay, so I can answer in in really selfish, terrible ways because I was, you know, acting a lot, and, and I wanted to push things to the next level, right? And and so I had already kept this folder of like visual ideas right. that had been on my mind and I know I can write sort of, so I've been told and mm-hmm. and um uh, Sling Sling Blade they did a short first and so mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, he was trying to get himself a career. I just started looking at different actors who had okay. writing abilities as well and I you know Did Billy I just, Bob Thornton write? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. I think so. Yeah, that, I mean that, uh, that is. Wow. It's we'll, been so long. We'll, 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 we'll so, Google it, and so, if we're wrong, yeah. we'll put a little correction. I mean, on I know there. that they tried to keep yeah. the short off the shelves after the Amazing. the big one was. Okay. You know. Oh, I'd love so, to see the so short. So I was, you know, inspired by things that were way above what I would probably have been capable of doing, but um, but somehow I got through enough to keep it like, oh, maybe I can, you know, because yeah. when I gave it to my writer friends to just, you know, after I did that week of just, you know, all I all I said was like. Let me know what you think and make a free copy because uh, each copy is like ten or eleven bucks, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know whether this is any good. And then, you know, I ended up getting all this feedback of like, "Oh my gosh, I want to show this to to these people at some places that are now maybe not looked at so highly at you know yeah. at Miramax or you know all these." Right, yeah. right. Well, um, we didn't know that. So, then, but. Uh, and then I had it optioned like within a couple of years, and I had I had writer friends who hadn't even had screenplays optioned yet. Amazing, you know? exciting. So, so you know, it's interesting to me because it it seems to me that I I mean I know that you're in this moment where you're not exactly sure what what's going to happen next, mm. and you've been you know kind of pushing hard down this road and it's been nonstop and you know you're you're trying to get make sure that as many people as possible know about this film and you're still managing your personal life on top of it and it's a really intense time but you know in addition to the good that's come out of it that we talked about earlier what's amazing to me is to think about all the good that had to happen for you to actually be in the seat right now as well because What's amazing about your journey is the path that you took and the great people that came along your way that said, you're a great writer. You you should act this out into a show. You should, yeah, that really helped you sculpt this into what it has become, which says to me that you are on the right path. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, I we feel that so firmly. We did look at our crystal firmly. ball before the show. <laughs> and, um, and it said, let her know she's on the right path. I so. want to touch it later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what you can touch is a fresh glass of wine. We Ooh. can, yeah. Yes. And then one other thing before I completely mess up again. Well, I always believe that when if things are supposed to happen, it's easy. Now, I know that it's been tiresome and it's, you've had to do a lot of hard work. But it hasn't felt, and I know I'm putting words in your mouth, it hasn't felt like it was the wrong thing to do. I've always felt that I had to do this. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what. And if and I get that sense from you. I got that sense from you at the at the Fox Theater. What I've seen, even talking with Rachel, mm. I mean, this it this was supposed to happen. It's so natural for you. Yeah. It, it's weird that I ended up directing it because 
it with it taking as long. You know, I I wasn't trying to direct it when I when I wrote it. I wrote it and as a vehicle for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I was gonna be in it. I was gonna oh. be her. You know, I mean, I have. I'm, yeah, I'm, you yeah. laugh now, but, no, but like, you I, did, yeah, you, you I did, have you a weekend her. shoot. You should yeah. see it sometime of of you know some New York stuff where I was like, yeah, of course I'm gonna do this. Yeah, and oh. who's gonna direct it? <laughs> and we looked at a lot of women directors before people were like, ooh, where are the women directors? Like, I knew some. There's pl- uh-huh. They've been around. <laughs> so, uh-huh. anyway. Awesome. Fascinating. Fast, well, fantastic. let's take our final little pause here. Uh-huh. We have a little bit of wine. We want to divvy this up and make sure that we have that a nice... That equal. Yes. <laughs> and make sure we have some glasses for the, the final segment here. We'll, we'll uh, refresh and see you back in a moment. <laughs> Okay, and we're back with fresh glasses. What's left of this what's delicious of wine? It. I wish um, you wouldn't have drank so much, Emily, and left some for <laughs> me. <laughs> well, I, I am quite thirsty. It has been a while, I know. after all. I know. You, so, have, you have some you know, replenishing to do. That's <laughs> exactly. My, my, my wine levels are low right now. So, yeah. Your circulatory system is like, uh, we, what's going our on? balance is, is out of whack. Right. They're yeah. like way, way more red blood cells than red wine cells <laughs> inside of us right now. Oh. Fantastic. Well, I have one more film question for you, if you don't Ready. mind. Um, well, I actually have several, but <laughs> the, one, the one that's coming to mind right now is, um, you know, the Uncle Vanya is mm. such a prominent theme mm-hmm. in, in the story. And um, I, I want to know, for you, what was the importance of making this a part of the signature of the mm-hmm. film? Oh my gosh! Okay, who's on? Watch Vanya? out! I get. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, I have. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea. So if I have no idea who Uncle Vanya so, is, then oh, our really? listeners aren't going to know who okay, Uncle Vanya so, is. Okay, so well, um, when you get home tonight or whenever you have a free moment, and if you feel like looking into classic drama, okay, um, mm-hmm. you'll look up Chekhov. Okay, and um, this is one of. Uh, if, I I don't know if you know this, but it was originally called The Woods. Oh, yeah, was it, and it really? Did not do very well as the woods, and then he reshaped it. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, but uh, anyway, check off ama- Uncle Vanya yeah. is a play that the main character um, wants to do. She has already when we when we catch up with her in high school, she um, clearly has a passion for uh, drama, which is a, a very different kind of thing for her than the classical music that she's supposed to do. Practicing with dad every single day. Right. Uh, this is her Competitions story. Right. every single weekend. Right. But um, but she's already been cast in the high school play, but she comes and, and you can see when she goes into the theater world that she's excited and happy and she has a very different body language than how she feels when she's like having to do what she has to do. Right, <laughs> right to survive. Duty. Yeah, to survive. Um, and, she's much more um, vulnerable and real yeah. when she's in the theater space. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and and as she says, she says, it's fun. You know, she just, she's, yeah. um, but uh, but when she comes in, she sees that uh, the, the theater teacher has already um, gotten a backup um, for her because she has so many conflicts and she has been missing a lot of rehearsals. So when you get to see the movie, you'll see that this is something that when she uses the closing monologue from the play... To Uncle kind of, Vanya. Yeah, from mm-hmm. the play Uncle Vanya to kind of keep her heart alive 
and to and to kind of give her hope but um once again i'm a little bit twisted it is dark it is about death it's about it's about as is uncle vanya yes and so so the so the closing monologue is this beautiful monologue but you know your your question to me is like the the importance of it to to the whole film it it serves a purpose on a number of levels um which Mm -hmm. one day maybe we'll do an educational how many parallels do you see that would be right really really fun Absolutely, because um, nothing is there by accident. So, um, but 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 in that monologue, she's talking about a place where we'll finally get to this place where there'll be peace. And actually, I can take yeah, this we off shall right rest. now. And one of the things that I said needed to happen, uh, we was, shall rest. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I took and then put a music rest yeah. there. So um, I actually would love to get some pillows with "We Shall Rest" oh. to, and I, I'd like to give those <laughs> yes. out as holiday gifts. So maybe you guys, ladies can talk oh, to me later about how we can. Do I that. have some resources for you. For that. <laughs> yeah, but um, that. but anyway, she talks about resting, and a lot of the stuff that she's doing throughout the film that she has an obligation to do is she plays multiple petio. She has to, which means constant mm-hmm. motion. She has all this stuff that is constantly going on. And so she uses these words to like kind of comfort make, her. Comfort her. Right? It's like her medicine. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, um, but the but the sad part that I didn't totally go into in this particular <laughs> rendition, just because of production <laughs> money and all that kind of stuff, is like, you know, she she's 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 thinking about death. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things in the film that were like, how far do we go with this? And like, oh, could we pull back yeah. a little bit on that? Well, you so can see not... there's that moment where she's contemplating. Like, yeah, you, you can see that. Was she contemplating suicide? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and I mean, in in the film that we end up with, there's a lot of things that it's not that I necessarily intended to soften them. It's that you know things go the way they go, and then right. you deal with what you have, and you go, okay, this is this is as far as this feels right without it being pushed, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, there were there were. <laughs> Again, production money You're rewriting constraints. On the fly, there, there's right? there's things where like you know if you have a scene written where a character who regularly has a car goes to a tree where she had something happen to her and she rams into it and takes glass everywhere and she's you know mm-hmm. doing something obviously that's going to have a different cinematic impact than if you can't afford a car and you can't have the wreck <laughs> and you can't do all that. So I said, right. okay, we have music notes and a little knife and she's going to stab them, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so. Um, so that idea of which uh, I think was very effective. Thank you, you thank know, you, like, thank you. It's I don't think much you cheaper. needed the big, well, and you, didn't, <laughs> and you didn't need the big car scene, quite frankly. Like maybe because I think in a way that that's far more symbolic that she yes. she cut her tie to the music at yes. that moment and she left. Yes, you know. Yes. Hopefully, that's not too much of a spoiler. Alert, but, <laughs> it's not 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 too much yeah. at all. But um, so so yeah. Hopefully, that answers your your yeah. question in terms of of the importance of it. But also, you know, it's that family structure, and she t- she's like the one who has to keep w- keep everybody going and keep doing Which the makes work. Sense. The and, tie in there. Yeah, and then a lot of the visual um, set designs. If you ever look at um, some beautiful set designs for Chekhov, is always placed with the aristocratic like piano and all this kind of oh. stuff surrounded by trees and woods. Oh my goodness! You know. 
So isn't um, that amazing? You That's know, my ideal is we will rewrite and do a, a stage version of it as well, oh, and you know cool. we'll just keep we'll do a series and blah. blah I love blah. that idea. Yeah, yeah, because there's so. definitely other stories I want to learn more about <laughs> within this. Like you know, in the in the story, she has a brother. Yeah. I want to know more about her. I want to know more about the mom mm-hmm. because there's there's interesting peripheral things mm-hmm. going on that you know this story is very much about Jacqueline but there are every character that's in it has has a point of interest yeah so yeah and then after you go through all of those main characters <laughs> there's this extra yes. in the scene she's kind of behind the um the the young Jacqueline and there's quite an interesting there's a story, story there, there for sure if you feel like you know if you're looking for material <laughs> I mean I think I think this is the same character that might have a you know a podcast down the road I think so yeah. I think you know you can't yeah. really tell it right when you're looking at her <laughs> and she's doing her extra thing yeah. but I think she's got a podcast <laughs> called literally speaking but I mean I realize that you have a lot of material to go through first. <laughs> I understand that. But if you need help. Well, I'm good with all <laughs> parallel stories coming my way. And that's what I always say. I'm like, share your parallel stories. Ken is a mm. perfect example. Yeah. I think he has a really cool parallel story. And you still haven't told me whether he liked the film or not. Oh my gosh, of course he did. Yeah, did I he? think he was a little shocked seeing himself. Really? Like on a, on a screen. You yeah. know, he's in two scenes. Oh. He basically plays himself you know <laughs> he plays this um a, a teacher and um who is a very demanding teacher uh you know of, of music and um which is very much Ken. you know mm-hmm. he's he's extremely talented he's worked very hard um to achieve what he has musically and he expects his students to work hard as well and um so he's putting pressure on the character in in the story to to step up and um so he's very convincing and a little <laughs> scary which to be honest with you i i i've taken lessons with ken so mm-hmm. it's like it's how we met right mm-hmm. and he is intimidating mm-hmm. and i i cried a few times in some of my lessons oh, with sure. him because you know he's he, you want it's like you because you want to you deliver to that expectation, you want okay. to be good. You want to, and and uh, so I could relate to Jacqueline in those moments, <laughs> especially and, with the kid. Oh my gosh! Did you cringe <laughs> in the seat? Oh, I, I, this is way too familiar. <laughs> but yeah, I think it was kind of shocking for him, mm-hmm. you know, to, to see it. But he thought it was um, the execution, like to get to actually see it from being like in the seat seeing it being filmed and being a part of it to actually seeing the result, I think he was pretty overwhelmed and, um, you know, very, very impressed. Oh, good. Yeah. I, I, I hoped so. Cause I, I, there's certain people, like if I don't talk to them afterwards and then I don't hear from them and I, I'm pretty sure I reached out to and I was like, did you like oh, it? Oh, <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. There's some people that, that are like, well, you haven't know, you had to we, kind of, uh, well, obviously, in, the, in your theater time and writing and directing and doing all those things, know that, you know, some things aren't going to be for everybody, but, you, but you've put out a quality product, and so they can't fault you for that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the, the story might not relate, they might not care for it, but they can never say that it, it, that wasn't, it, that it wasn't beautiful yeah. or, or it was terrible editing. I mean, because you have a quality product, so... Um, yeah. yeah. No, we yeah, we, yeah. we 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 unfortunately when it when it filmed, you know, here, um, we both had other we both had obligations. Like we were on tight timelines mm. that day. So Ken actually um, moved a student 
back so that he could come see it and mm. you know so he was in a t- very tight window mm. to get back and then he had a performance that night and oh, I when, had a it, thing, when it when it, when it aired here mm. so we both we were like we had to leave before the credits were done oh, okay. you know which okay. was uh, so his early departure was not a statement of mm-hmm. the film at mm-hmm. all <laughs> good yeah no I definitely don't think everybody will will love it but there's certain people that I'm like I would want to know what Ken Kulosa thinks. You know, yeah. I'm going to want to know. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's an artistic guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever kind of, just another Uncle Vanya question real quick, did you ever act in the play? <laughs> 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 it's just so funny because, like, it's what we were talking about before about, like, the personal right. and the and the, yeah. and the um, memoir aspect and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, the easy answer is no. Um, but a lot of times people do segments and sequences and scenes and this and that. It actually wasn't like the one and only play I wanted to do, which it kind of feels like if you see, you know, yeah. 98 minutes and then, and that's the the yeah. play that's, that's out there. Um, but I thought it effectively worked for what I needed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love Chekhov and I, I liked this idea that, um, even though she thinks she's kind of breaking free, that she's drawn to the classics. Yeah, <laughs> and, um, that's funny. And, um, irony there, you know. Yeah, and 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 then you know that she meets her her kindred spirit and and using the the drinking part. I mean, there's a whole other thing of drinking. Yeah. So, um, oh. uh, right. Yeah. Which is all throughout the film. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's, that's true. That's a coping mechanism. Yeah, for uh, a lot of reasons. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. not, not so much her. I mean, it's people around her, and yeah. so mm-hmm. you know, like like you said, there's some there's there's things there that you could that you can branch off of that we we don't have time in the 98 minutes. But you know, you right. just look at Ben, like just look at the guy she ends up with. You yeah. Know? So, which um, is a deer. Like you just <laughs> he's ha- such he, a sweetheart. He's a fellow tell. that she meets in the street who happens to have Uncle Vanya as his favorite play, and and immediately responds to her. I I, I kind of want to do a beautiful program so that you know people when they go to a movie they don't they don't have the same thing as when we go to a theater show yeah. or you know symphony or whatever mm. and, and yeah. I, I really feel like being able to open up her world and like kind of go this is this is referencing this and because oh, not everybody I know not everybody's going to get it when he, he quotes from it right back to her on the street you know yeah. so, they'll feel it yeah but I like I like movies or or TV shows where I I know that like something's just happened and I might not be educated on that and not know that whether it's a medical thing or whatever it's like oh just by the reaction I can tell something just happened they they know we know something yeah. Yeah. yeah but we can't really do like pop up video like VH1 used to no. do yeah on no. that but but I think um your idea of uh, Providing more any pro- more context more context yeah. mm-hmm. for the things even mm-hmm. on your website mm-hmm. yeah, um, an online program online mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. and then you know again I, I think I'm pretty serious except for that part about the extra I think you should explore everybody the the side stories the parallel stories of all of your characters because if you look at like authors will do that they'll take you know this not to not to say you know I, I'm not I'm not endorsing this story. But even, you know, Fifty Shades went and then took his Christian story, right? I mean, that's just a way to keep to keep people engaged and, mm-hmm. and uh, folks, you know, they, they eat that up. Well, considering everything that my mom's been through, I already, Laura, who plays the mother, I already, already told her, you know, right from the get-go as we were finishing the St. Louis stuff and we still hadn't shot the New York City stuff, I, I said, I'm thinking of um, a hybrid doc 
mm-hmm. fictional thing using you know real stuff with my mom yeah. but then also a character and just calling it May because oh. we don't get to see her and she's so supportive and flitting around everybody the whole time and there's and, something going on with her for sure yeah like you get it you know yeah. like yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's so, other projects that aren't parallel that I'm yeah. definitely interested in yeah, doing, but, yeah, but but it is the kind of thing where everybody's like, what else are you going to do yeah, with it? And it, so. and at what point do you make this the decision to pivot and start exploring these other parallel tracks? <laughs> you know? Well, some of them have already been uh, explored a little bit. Um, but Your visualization folder, putting things in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I already, yeah. that A lot of that's already started. Um but, you know, I have a couple of other stories. I'm interested in Alice Coltrane, um, John Coltrane's wife, and mm-hmm. um, Andrew Wyeth, the painter. And, you know, so there's, oh, there's, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not because he's my favorite painter. It's because of the family dynamics. And that's, oh, you know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So What's, there's a number of things that I'm— Can you give us I'm, a brief? Like, I'm not—I'm uh, unfamiliar so, with so the dynamics. So he—well, so do you know—but you know him as a painter, right? Absolutely. Um, and for those of you who don't and who care, it's uh, Christina's World is probably the most famous uh, yeah. painting of his, which is uh, a girl in <sighs> pink where you don't see her face and she, her body is kind of turned. turned and reaching towards a farmhouse in the distance. And mm. it's a woman who uh, actually we'll uh, is it. somewhat mm-hmm. of a paraplegic. I mean, she's she she doesn't she? know. Yeah, I she didn't in realize life, that. She's based on a real person who can't necessarily move properly but she looks beautiful in this but we don't see her face blah 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 anyway but andrew wyeth is the son of nc wyeth who was a uh painter that struggled with this idea of the commercial world versus being an artist because he did a lot of things that got used for like billboards and for um inserts into famous sounds like books like 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 well but it's pre that because it was like Treasure Island. He, uh, you know, yeah. he did like all of the the like. If you if you look at an old copy of Treasure Island, and this is for people books books. They were before <laughs> these phone things. I didn't even know what a podcast was back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but um, but you know, and you have like li- that little parchment thing, and right. then that. So he did a lot of these beautiful illustrations and famous books, and he started making a lot of money as a commercial painter. But he was you know really an artist, and then he had all these kids that were artists too and so they all have these different dynamics and how he treats them and how he deals with his own like am I good am I bad am I good am I bad you know um wow that would be a fascinating story to tell (laughs) oh my gosh well let's you know we're gonna have to get together again (laughs) to because I want to explore all of these stories a little bit deeper with you yeah absolutely it's been wonderful wonderful i really appreciate you taking the time today to come on the show drink some wine with us tell us so much about your you know your thoughts and and your activities and what a joy yeah Yeah. thank you where you guys are so generous to have me and and let me go (laughs) forever (laughs) well you have a lot to say that's very fascinating interesting and we really love your project and i look forward to seeing everything else that spins out of this so, and just keep us yeah. posted on where it can be seen next, things of that nature, and we'll always be sure to share it on our uh, podcast 
Facebook, Instagram, that kind of stuff. Yeah. We'll definitely do that. Awesome. You know, because I think, I think all of our listeners just cannot wait to see me. <laughs> I, know I know. Well, you're in two you scenes. You are very visible. I'm in, you two, are in two scenes. scenes. Yeah. 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 You, you would are. be in what we call in New York a featured extra. <laughs> For sure. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even ask the, the people to be on my podcast. I didn't know it was going to happen. close to the leads. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. It's it's all about Mm. positioning. (laughs) It is. It is. Gotta be gotta be front of line. (laughs) Some other time I'll have to tell you about some Robin Williams stories and and, uh, you know uh, people that I've been next to. Lovely man. Like, you know, I, I met him once. I didn't know him personally, but I met him and I found him to be absolutely lovely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Please come back. You know, while you still have a little bit of a, a breathing break <laughs> before things get before crazy. things get even more crazy, yeah. but um, yeah, come back and uh, you know, thanks so much. Yeah, for thank you for joining. Thank you, thank you for you bringing us together. Yeah, yes. I'm so happy. That's what makes and, me really happy. And literally speaking, thank yes. you. Yes. And all of our listeners out there, um, I felt a little something when you said that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 it must be the wine. <laughs> Making me feel so good, uh, breaking free. So, well, wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, for those of you out there listening, please be sure to subscribe, like us, tell, um, make a review. That's the way people can hear about us and and um, and share us with your friends. Follow us on all of our socials. Yeah, Instagram. All that. Facebook. Jazz. Yeah. Twitter. Tell um, us what you think. There's probably another one. Oh. And uh, leave us a message <laughs> a on comment. our comment line. <laughs> yes, it can be anything from a question to an addition, a thought that you had while you were listening. You're like mm. wanting to chime in. I have several um, several friends that say, I just talk back the whole time while I'm listening to one of the shows. Well, guess what? We have a comment line you can actually call. Yes, you can give us a call at 812-727-0794. Visit our website, clitterallyspeakingpodcast.com. Um, you can send us emails as well off of the website. Every with Everything that you can possibly want to know about us is right there at your fingertips on yeah. your phone. But thank you so much. Thank for, you for joining us. And, and thank you, thank Catherine. You. It's been really thank lovely. Yeah, cheers. Yay. We'll see you next time. Bye.